Good morning. This morning's message is not necessarily a new word, but it certainly felt this week like it deserved revisiting. As I consider Jesus' prayer for the disciples as he prepares to leave them, I can't help but think of my wife's recounting of taking our oldest daughter, Sadie, to kindergarten on her first day of school. She, like so many parents, can vividly describe that day. Woven throughout that story is a sense of joy, amazement, and sheer anxiety. There's your baby, leaving the security and comfort of home for the first time for that great big world out there. How did this happen so quickly? Oh, she's such a big girl. Is she ready? Will she be okay? Now, I came along several years after our oldest took that big leap across the elementary school threshold, but I have my own similar experiences like that with each of them, dropping them off at their first week-long summer camp, times over the years when they each had to contend with school bullies, still, still having to drop them off at school for a time or watching them drive away themselves for the first time after getting their driver's license. Ready or not, our children are suddenly in the world, and we can't always assure things will go well out there in the world for them. From the perspective of the child, who is going off to kindergarten or to camp or driving by themselves for the first time, they also possess feelings of both excitement and apprehension all at once. And a part of that child remains with us throughout our lives in one form or another. During times of anxiety and stress, our inner child sometimes comes to the forefront and wishes It could return to a time of ultimate safety and security. Have you ever watched an infant child sleeping in someone's arms and thought to yourself something along the lines of, man, that would sure be nice. No worries, no stress, no wondering what tomorrow might bring, just snug, warm, and secure. It's a feeling that comes sometimes, or lots of the time, right now, when we wish we didn't have to face what it means to be in the world. Being in the world takes on a totally different meaning as we experience the ever-changing landscape of world pandemic. We find ourselves simultaneously missing moving about freely in the world, and yet negotiating potential new concerns and new dangers in that same world. The feelings we have about our children being in the world and about the difficulties we sometimes ourselves have in the world around us can help us understand something of the power and passion of our gospel reading from John today. This gospel reading takes place at the end of Jesus' time with the disciples in the upper room the night he was betrayed. 
The things he shared with his disciples represent the last conversation they will have before Jesus' arrest and crucifixion. Their emotions had to be complicated that night as well. These disciples were on the verge of being scattered like a frightened flock of sheep, and their shepherd is about to leave them in the world. And it's at that time of high emotion and anxiety that Jesus turns his heart toward heaven and begins to pray. And thankfully, we find Jesus doesn't leave out his own wide range of emotions in this prayer. There is a sense of fulfillment and trust and fear. And Jesus is undeniably aware of the danger ahead for his beloved disciples. All these elements are at the heart of Jesus' prayer. It's time to leave his followers in the world. How hard that must have been for him to do. And yet, how much he was ready to fulfill his earthly ministry. The followers of Jesus yet still must remain in the world, and the heart of Christ is filled with concern for them, as we were for our children. The two dimensions of Jesus' prayer in our reading have to do with purpose and protection. Jesus points to the reason for his being in the world, and then he makes a request for his followers who must remain there. You see, they needed to grow up in their faith. Jesus couldn't physically walk with them through those spaces. If they were to do the growing, they needed to do. In order to better understand the meaning of of this prayer, we need to know what the Gospel of John means by the phrase, the world. This Gospel uses the words, the world, to mean the worldly system. It is not the world in the sense of the natural world, as in the beauty of a sunset or a forest. From the first chapter of John, there is a sense of conflict between, Je- between Jesus and the world. There we are told he was in the world and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. Right in the very first chapter, three times in this gospel, the phrase ruler of this world is used with the sense that the evil one is in control of this world system. We are told the world will hate Jesus and his followers, and it will rejoice when he is executed. In other words, the world system is a pretty grim reality. Understandably, Jesus is concerned for those he leaves in this world system. Just before he begins the prayer in our scripture, he says to the disciples, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. When you and I are concerned for the people we love as they move about out there in what we call the cold, cruel world, our uneasiness seems justified. Jesus was right. In the world, we have trouble. 
That's why parents get concerned when their kids don't call home and it's late. That's why parents end up buying cell phones for their kids to stay in contact with them as they are out in the world. That's why we want to know who our kids are hanging around. In this world system, there's plenty of trouble just waiting, at least it seems, to pounce on unsuspecting and vulnerable people. Now, some people may say this is a negative attitude, but I believe the opposite is true. To acknowledge trouble in the world system is to be realistic, which doesn't have to mean we are disheartened and down on life itself.